six six. Ah. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the Frisco Report with my co-host, Mike. What's going on, Mike? What up, what up, what up? Let's get into this thing. Let's get into this thing, man. So, yeah, like we promised last week, we're jumping right into the deep end here of the Senior Bowl coverage. We're starting it here, and we'll continue leading up to the game. So this is our first episode of our coverage, Mike. It's, we got a lot of uh, great discussion coming up for you guys. Make sure you guys hit like, subscribe, and share when you hop on here. If you catch it on the replay, hit like and subscribe on there as well. Um, but let's go ahead and get to the, the news of the day, Mike. You know, Kellen Moore interviewed with the, the Philadelphia Eagles. What's your thought on that? Is this just a – what I mean, what, what's your thoughts on Kellen Moore interviewing with, with the Eagles today? You know, I don't trust Kellen Moore no more. He got the three-year deal, and he said, I'm not pursuing Boise Boise no more for the head coaching spot. Then the Philadelphia Eagles want to poke their finger in this, and he goes in interviews for the head coach. I get it, college NFL head coach. I get it. He could have easily denied this thing. You know, if if you were all Cowboys after this three-year deal, be all Cowboys, you know. Don't be dipping to the Philadelphia Eagles for crying out loud. My goodness, Kellen Moore, what the heck's wrong with you? I don't know if I'll forgive him. He 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 was talking to Housey Roseman, bro. That's disgusting. Mike's over here all all, all about it. All about the drama. <laughs> Hey man, so I for me, I don't think he's gonna do anything. I think this is just going through the motions. I mean, it's good for him to get an interview. You know, eventually he's gonna want to interview for a head coaching job. So might as well get some of that interviewing experience. You know, even though it is the the Philadelphia Eagles, but uh, at, at the end, I don't think he'll take the job. You know, I don't. It would just be a weird thing if he did. But uh, what do you guys think? Everybody watching live and around the world. Do you think that the Cowboys, you know, uh, would miss Kellen Moore? Do you want him to to take the job there with Philadelphia if he uh, if they do offer him the job? What's your thoughts? Let us know in the in the comments and in the chat box. Let us know what you guys think about that. Mm. The mm. other news of the day: George Edwards, uh, senior defensive assistant for the Cowboys. You know, they did interview him in house. You know, to you know, the defensive coordinator, but uh, you know, they went ahead and went with Dan Quinn. So he's kind of looking around now. He's ha- he has an interview with the Chicago Bears. What's your thoughts on on this, Mike George Edwards, possibly going to uh, you know the Bears, possibly? You know what? I I'm not surprised by this. You know, he 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 was around Mike McCarthy for a whole year, being the assistant head coach there, and uh, you know he he you know, did some work over there at Minnesota Vikings and stuff. So I'm not surprised that, you know, he's getting his toes dipped. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes it, to be honest with you. I don't know why they didn't give him to him here in Dallas and they picked Dan Quinn. Maybe it's the, the, the scheme of things. Um, you know, Chris Richard Jr. over there and Dan Quinn. But I, I think it had a lot to do with scheme. And, you know, I wish George Edwards the best and hopefully he gets something. He deserves it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's, you know, I think the writing's on the wall for him. I don't know if he'll want to stay on as a senior assistant again or, you know, back up the linebacker coach or, or what, because that's kind of been his his thing. But, uh, yeah, you, you make a good point. You know, he stays within a division that he's very familiar with, you know, the NFC North. So if he goes with the Bears, you know, he's going to know a lot of the personnel, the packages. That hasn't changed much. You know, you got Rodgers and LaFleur over there doing their thing, uh, the Vikings. So, uh yeah, we'll see what happens there with George Edwards. I'm not really, you know, even worried about this. What do you guys think about George Edwards possibly leaving the Cowboys? Are you worried about it, or are you are you okay with it? Let us know in the chat box. Let us know in the comments what you think about 
George Edwards possibly heading out of town. All right, guys. Um, the other thing we want to talk about, Mike, Dak Watch. All right. It's been about three weeks since the season has ended. No contract yet. So here we go again. Are are they sitting on this again? Are we are we heading towards a franchise tag? Are we heading towards a long-term extension? What is, what's your feeling as we're here like three weeks in and there is no contract in here for Dak yet? Well, well I'll say this. You know, Dak posts on social media with the whole Tom Brady thing and NFC Championship one and Cowboys zero since however long it's been. And, you know, Dak, you know, said, hold my crutches. That That's good. But when you got your brother, on the other hand, on Twitter, you know, talking about, uh, he, he's going to go where Dak goes, et cetera. That's not going to help Dak's camp. Um, you know, th- th- this isn't his brother's money. This is Dak's money. And uh, it, Dak's brother could basically tarnish, you know, the, the relationship between the Cowboys and, you know, um, whatever they got built right now. You know, with Dak coming out saying, hold my crutches, finally saying something – you know, once once be a part of the star, you know, always been about the star, um, off-season workouts, things of that sort. Maybe they can't get it done. Um, but the distractions and all this nonsense coming from his brother on social media, it needs to stop. Um, you know, social media and the NFL don't go hand-in-hand in, hand in most cases, um, unless it's a charity event. That's the only way it works. But um, that's where I'm at. You know, we'll see. Dak watch. It's hard to build a draft board, you know, not knowing what they're going to do with Dak. Uh, a lot of fans are saying sign Dak, but I, I'm i all up to open conversation. Yeah, and, and really to be real about this is there is no contract in place. You know, obviously they can franchise tag him, but that's going to really affect your, your uh, cap. You know what I mean? You're talking almost $38 million. So preferably you would want a long-term deal here. and But – you know, if there's no contract in place as we get here towards the end of January and you're looking at senior bowl prospects, which that's going to be the discussion we're going to we're really going to dive into. There's quarterbacks in the senior bowl and the Cowboys drafted a quarterback from the senior bowl. You know, Dak Prescott in, out the fourth round. So this quarterback class, the senior bowl, it, it's pretty loaded. There's some good ones in here. Um, obviously, I'm not going to say that any of these guys will be any better at all than Dak Prescott, but you do have to look under every rock and every cranny to make sure you, you cover your bases. You know what I mean? So uh, to not look at quarterbacks throughout this process would be a, uh, would be an injustice to your team. You know what I mean, Mike? Yeah. And uh, somebody just said it right here, Matt S. I think the Cowboys are waiting for the league to, to set the cap before signing Dak long-term. And that could basically be it. How much cap space are they losing? We all know they're not going to gain any cap space. Um, I think they had $34 million to carry over with the $22 million they got right now. So they got about $50 million to work with, regardless of cap or going up or down. So that, that's, that's good news for the Cowboys. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I think uh, I, I, we just got to see what happens. I mean, free agency comes before the draft, so we'll have an answer sooner than later. Yeah, I think that, I think that that's a great comment by Matt about you know <clears throat> we'll see what the cap is. You know, they're kind of estimating 175, 180. That's down 20 something million dollars shaved off the top from what we're at right now this past season. So uh, you know, it's the scam that the GMs and owners are trying to run the scam about to have to lower the cap and this other crap. I I don't buy it myself. Uh, you know, but it is what it is. They're going to do what they're going to do. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I think that that's a great point. You know, let's see what the, what number comes out, you know, for the cap. And um, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe that uh, will usher in a long-term contract. But until then, we do have to cover every player throughout this process. That, that includes quarterbacks, you know what I mean? Because Andy Dalton, do you bring him back? He's not a long-term. This guy didn't look too good. 
Ben DiNucci, he's a project of projects. I don't even know if they keep him around. He just he looked too raw. He looked like a Drew Henson out there. You remember when Drew House Henson came in there and uh, it didn't work and Parcells pulled his butt out of there? That's kind of yeah. what, what DiNucci reminded me of. He looked like a Drew Henson. Has the, the, the deliveries a little similar. So uh, he's a project. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do there. Um, but Cowboys – Probably the best interest long term, but we are in Dak Watch. Guys, let us know in the comments and in the chat box what do you think about um, you know where we're sitting with Dak Watch. Are you expecting something, you know, in January? Are you or do you think this is gonna go? Do you think they're gonna drag this on? You know, the Cowboys have been notorious for dragging on contracts. Here's my last take. I think they're gonna give Dak Prescott the Amari Cooper treatment and what i mean by that is let him test for agency and let him pick whatever he where if the cowboy if he wants to stay a cowboy this is my offer we're not going to budge you know the redskins had a higher offer than amari cooper and amari cooper charged the cowboys right i think they, they might just let him test it and see what happens um and, and then work from that but i wouldn't be surprised if they let him test the market joe We'll see what they do. This will be Drama Central uh, 2021 Cowboys. Never a dull moment, Mike. Never a dull moment. So the other news, the big news, which we're going to dovetail into our conversation is the, uh, you know, they they sent out a memo to all 32 teams at the NFL Combine uh, basically will not happen. You know, no on-field exercises, 40-yard dashes, um, measurements. You know, they're not going to do the weight, the height the length of your arms, none of this stuff. They're going to do limited medicals. That's not good. Um, so that that's it. You know, there basically there is no a scouting combine, and this is a huge, huge hit for, you know, um, to, for teams. You know, and you and I, we, we, we talked about this in the previous draft because we kind of saw this coming that, you know, some players might opt out. You're going to have to lean on your scouts, you know, going back, a year before the previous year. So you're looking at older tape. You're, you know, going through your tape study and uh, interviews from your scouts, Mike. And and here we are now. So now, you know, it's come to fruition. But what's your thoughts on no NFL scouting combine this year, Mike? Pro days. Pro days. NFL, the, the, the pro days, they, they're already a bigger hit, I think. Their tr- pro days are trending in a, in a, in a different direction nowadays. Um Pro days are getting a lot more attention because there used to be, and it still is just COVID's messing some things up is they'll have their, their scouting combine and then they'll have their pro day and you could redeem yourself at your pro day. If you ran a, a horrible 40, you could redeem yourself at the pro day. I mean, if you were had a bad day on route running, you could redeem yourself at the pro same thing with quarterback, same thing with any position basically is what I'm trying to say here. So the pro days, it, it, it's it's the make or break of, of, of stock, in my opinion, because if they have a bad pro day, that's the last taste that they're going to get in their mouths of this particular player, whoever it is. And if they saw some weakness on tape and you have that weakness at the pro day, Joe, then they're like, we're right. That guy doesn't have good bend. We're right. That guy can't cut. You're, uh, that This mm-hmm. guy can't – you know what I'm saying? So pro days, pro days, pro days. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to uh, really, uh, you know, they're gonna have to figure this thing out. You know, I, and I don't really like that the NFL and and these guys are doing this. You know, uh, I, I guess you get a, a month heads up. You know, because the combine isn't at towards the end of February usually. So I mean, they are kind of getting a year, a, a month heads up. But still, this is not something that you want to hear, especially for the players that opted out. You know. Um, obviously when you're talking about opted out players, you're talking mainly you're, you're looking at, you know, your, your, the more common names that, that have been hitting the, the mock draft circuit, you know, you're talking about Michael Parsons, Rashawn Slater, um, and, and uh, these types of players, you know, uh, Caleb Farley, you know, the, these three names are probably like your top targets that are opt outs. So now you got to go and, you know, lean on these uh, past scouting uh evaluations you know are they gonna even go to the pro day you know sometimes these players don't even do pro days nowadays you know they're like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna skip it 
I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on I'm I'm gonna uh, lean on my combine number. Now there are no combine numbers, so now the question is, okay, are you gonna do your pro day? Some of these guys may not even do the pro day for for you know the risk of possible injury. You know we we've seen players uh, bust out with uh, an Achilles injury. You know we we saw the the cornerback from Washington. You know the the Eagles drafted him. He busted his his Achilles in his pro day and you see it all the time. So it's going to be, <clears throat> I keep saying this is, this is going to be a landmine. You, you don't want to go through the, you're going to have to navigate the landmines. You don't want to blow your foot off in this process. And I think that's what this draft is, Mike, that we don't want this to be a 2009 draft class. You know what I mean? Where every pick is mm -hmm. just a complete watch, but what, what's your thoughts on, uh, on, on some of these concerns, you know, that, that, uh, fans and, and, and some front offices are going to have with this. I, 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 I think they can care less about what the fans think, but Say I, what? I think this is all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. so, yeah. But, um, but I, I think right now it boils down to the players, how they pick their, these new players coming out, how they pick their agents, what agents they go with, what agents going to motivate them to do a pro day for draft stock, uh, let's say so-and-so opts out and, you know, this guy's rated 10, 10 below this guy, you know, and, and the agent's going to say, I can get you more money if, if you kill this pro bowl or uh, the, the, this pro day, because you're going to jump ahead of this guy, your stock's going to rise. Right. So it's all about what agent they pick and which agents are going to motivate these guys to hit their pro day. And, uh, yeah. and th that's just my initial thoughts, my reactions. I, you know, in, in NFL, it, it's a monopoly in a sense, you know, and uh, they, they don't care. We're going to buy the stuff. We're still going to buy game tickets. We're still going to risk our lives to go to games. You know, it is what it is at the end of the day. They, they don't care, but it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this. This is a new um, trial that they got to go through with this COVID. They adapted to everything else. Some of the teams did at least, but how yeah. do they adapt to this scouting combine? It is. It is. It, this is really gonna. It's, this is really gonna test out front offices. Who has the the better scouting departments? Who has the better front offices and GMs? Because you're really gonna. You're gonna need it more than ever. These are unprecedented times, and uh, you know, there's gonna be some boomer busts in the in this draft. You know. Um, you know, what have the opted out players been doing this time? This whole time. You know, Marvin Wilson. You know, is he going to show up 500 pounds? <laughs> I mean, we want Baconators, but we don't want quadruple Baconators. So we do need to watch and see how this thing plays out. Um, some of the names, you know, typically in, in normal years, we're able to gather who they visited during the, the process of, you know, the, the scouting combine. That's going to be that's going to be gone. So, you know, we're going to probably need to lean more on some more um, insiders more than ever, which, you know, we'll, we'll see about that, but we'll, we'll get the names out to you guys. So no worries there, but uh, yeah, we do have a lot of picks coming up in this draft, Mike. Uh, you know, you, you have a couple of uh, compensatory picks, third, fourth, and fifth, um, you know, seventh round pick and this kinds of thing. So it's going to be more of, do you want to use all these picks you know, or are you going to want to package picks to get more premium players? You know what I mean? I'm that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. I know some people want to throw the wide net and see what they can pick up, but I feel like that's what 2009 was. You know, they threw the net out, got nothing but garbage and plastic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing good came out of that 2009 class, and we had like 10 picks or something like that, you know, something crazy, and, and nothing, nothing came from it. So, Mike, what? What is your philosophy on, you know, all the amount of picks that we're going to have? Do you want to use them all? Do you want to be more aggressive and move up, you know, in uh, earlier rounds, you know, your second, third, fourth rounds, or do you want to use them all? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, no, excellent question. And I, I got to go with the Cowboys history has been saying under Will McClay. And if they like a player, they're going to move up for him. But at the end of the day, they follow their draft board. Um, you know, C.D. Lamb fell to them. Trayvon Diggs fell to them. Um, Tyler Beatus fell to them. And yes. That was a fourth-round pick. 
And they right? tried to so, pack to get him. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I think that if the Cowboys follow their draft board and stay true to their draft board and don't reach, I think if they net out their pit, like you call it the long net, if they, they, I think they can, they can hit on, on a couple of third-round players, et cetera. But if you're going to go mortgage draft picks and go get a player who they think is good with all these circumstances that we just talked about, it could hurt them. It could hurt them. Um, it, it's a heck of a gamble when you mortgage draft picks. Um, you know, Stephen Jones says it all the time. Draft picks are a high commodity, and uh, you you, you got to use them wisely. I want the Cowboys to net out that long net and follow their draft board. Use a couple of picks to move up if you need to, if you think a player's a fall that they really want. Um, but if you mortgage um, – I mean, look what the Redskins did with, with uh, RG3. Look what the Rams did with Sam Bradford. I mean, yes, those are quarterbacks, you know, things of that sort, but you got to be careful in how you mortgage and allocate draft picks. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that'll, be, that'll be the big philosophy for this draft, you know, aggressive – throw the wide net out, or a hybrid combination of that. So, you know, I'm thinking it might be that. They'll do a little little of both, but I would be surprised if they come out of this with picking every single uh, pick. But, you know, we'll see. Every draft has given us big surprises. We'll see what the big surprise will be for 2021. Guys, let us know in the comments in the chat box, what would you prefer to do? Would you prefer to use all of the picks and throw that wide net out there and see what you get out of it, or do you want to be more aggressive, or do you want to do a little bit of both? Let us know in the chat box what you guys think. Lamont with the Super Chat. Um, let's see. Joe, what's up, Matt Hatter? A name to check out is James Wiggins from Cincinnati. He's a safety, very athletic, six foot 205. I think he'll play free. I might have to check him out. I haven't checked him out, but I do like the Bearcats defense very much. I think those are, that's one of the more – uh nfl ready type of schemes cincinnati bearcats so if he's part of that i'm definitely gonna check him out you got something mike i do mario said um at myself if, if cd wasn't there it would have taken chase on and busted Tra- trade for players you want always i said it cd fell to them they didn't trade for cd cd fell to them obviously cd was higher than chase on on their board that's why they picked cd lamb if they went with their gut and picked a need they would we would have chase on regardless that's why i say let the draft board fall to them we got cd uh cd lamb we got trayvon Diggs. we got tyler badness who we traded back for right so let the draft come to them it's been working for them no need to mortgage and allocate draft picks to certain things just because you want to get greedy because that particular player could be a bust too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they got going on there. Diggs or Farley, or Diggs and Farley. I, I would I wouldn't be mad at that. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at that at all. I just got to see where Farley's at being opted out. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see with that. Um, no combine. That's bad news for Farley. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. You know. Um, that that's the, that's the thing I hate about this very much. When that news came out, man, I just I just dropped my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because draft, you know that that's that's kind of my my uh, you know my my bread and butter in the off season. So I uh, hated I hated that news, man. I did a yeah. double take. You know, I read that. I was like, nah. Let me see. No on field workouts. What? Ah! I went into rage mode. <laughs> <laughs> I went full blown rage mode, man. Hulk smash, all whatever you want to call it, man. Captain trade down, cast a wide net. Yeah, so appreciate everybody's uh, uh, comments here. Caleb on chase on. That's a name that so many people were butchering. It, it was it was the funniest thing ever. It'll be interesting to see whose name gets butchered this draft cycle. I love it. I love it because <laughs> some of these names are, are are hard to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Tyler Biadish, that's one that I think a lot I of people say don't really know what the uh, – it's almost like we need to interview Tyler personally and be like, Tyler, how do you exactly say your last name, please? Is it Biadish? Is it Biadish? Is it badass? <laughs> you know what I mean? Tyler, yeah. come join the show. Tyler, yeah, hit us up, brother. Hit us up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what it, the limited medicals for the combine is very, very scary because, uh, you know, you're going to have to evaluate basically your own doctors and you know, the 30 visits. Remember, Mike, the 30 visits, they were virtual. They, they didn't bring them in on site. And we're talking April before April. Or is this going to be virtual 30 visits again? You know, so. Wow. It all depends on where they're at on the vaccine. By that time in April, the vaccine should be available to the public. And I don't know if the NFL is going to mandate a vaccine. I don't know, you know, their, what their policy is going to be on that stance. But by April, May, everybody, in my opinion, every NFL player should be vaccinated by then. Yeah, let, let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope that it, this thing gets under control, and let's hope that all of us stay healthy through this crazy crap, so we can enjoy the draft and watch this together. It's going to be a hell of a good time, guys. Can't wait. Um, so, yeah. So the, that's where we're at on that, man. So appreciate everybody. Make sure you guys hit like, subscribe, and share um, as you're watching this content, as you're watching our Senior Bowl content uh, unfold before your very eyes. All right, guys. So, Mike, we're going to talk about. You know, just just our sneak peek. We're not going to break down every single prospect that will be here until the dawn of time. But <laughs> we are going to hit up on uh, some some prospects that kind of stand out to us right now that you guys should take a look at. And like I said, we're going to keep doing this leading up to the senior bowl. So we will have, um, I think, another at least another episode. You know, of of this maybe maybe another one. We'll do Ten a post. Days away. Yeah. yeah, we'll do we'll do a post one as well to see who stood out so lots of coverage coming up guys but my let's go ahead and dig into to some of the some of the players here um as far as who to watch you know there's gonna like i said there's gonna be quarterbacks in this you know you got kyle trask out of florida ian book out of notre dame mac jones um and and a couple other you know um you know you got mond out of um texas a&m he'll be there so there there's a good class of quarterbacks in this senior bowl which i'm, I'm very ex excited um but uh, out of out of these guys you know if we're looking at quarterback just just you know cover our bases is there a quarterback here that, that you kind of stands out to you or that, that you'd like yeah uh I, i'm definitely gonna be keeping an eye on felipe franks from arkansas i like his height 6'6 228 pounds um I, I like tall quarterbacks um they, they can see the field a little bit better um, obviously this guy ain't a first round talent. He's not a second round talent. This, this guy's projected fifth, seventh round talent in my opinion, but, um, we don't have a backup for Dak. If they, if they sign Dak, I would like Felipe Franks to come in here and, and work with Dak. I, I really think he'll be a, a good backup quality backup. Um, I, I liked it. Yeah. So that's a good one. Um, another one. You know, obviously, I could go with Ian Book. You know, I'm a Notre Dame guy, but I'm not going to talk about him in, in this in this episode. But I will. Johnny Menzel. We will talk about uh, this quarterback because you and I kind of talked about this offline as far as you know prospects, and, and we kind of overlapped on that. And um, and that's going to be this guy right here, Mac Jones, Mike. So Mac Jones recently just accepted the the invite to the Senior Bowl, all right. Just fresh off of a you know national title game. Um, what is your thoughts here on on uh, Mac Jones? What do you like about him? Anything in his game that that you don't like? I don't like that he's probably going to be gone by the time the Cowboys pick at number ten, but uh, I, there's a lot of things I do like. Um, he was very accurate in throwing the football. Um, he had a lot of touchdowns, less interceptions. I like his poise in the pocket, I like his pocket awareness, um, like his deep ball. There's a there's a lot of things I like about Mac Jones, Joe. Yeah, Mac Jones, man. I, I like him as well. 6'3", 215 pounds. Um, you know, he if you're talking about pocket passers, he's he's a you know, he's more of your prototypical type of pocket passer. You know, he's not – to me, he's not very athletic. He has athleticism to him, but he's not going to be, 
you know, doing a lot of the, some of the things that you see Dak doing, you know, or, or uh, Kyle Murray or some of these, or like, you know, some of these other, other quarterbacks or even like Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's, you know, even that to me, I, his comp is a little bit more like a, like a Ben Roethlisberger type, you know, where he's pretty strong in the pocket, but he's not going to, he's not going to come roll out, you know, and a lot of his passes have come from, from the pocket. You know, I think he has like under 12% outside of the pocket as opposed to like uh, Kyle Fields who, you know, throws, you know, upwards in the 20 percentile outside of the pocket. So, you know, like a Kyle, you know, um, not Kyle Fields, Fields, Justin Fields, excuse me. Um, You know, he's, he's obviously a lot more athletic, so he can roll out, throw out, throw out the pocket. Mac Jones is not that, but, uh, yeah, I think he would be a good one, man. I think this is somebody that – I don't know if you want to start him right out the gate, you know, if you draft him. Um, but, you know, this is a thirsty league. You know, it's a draft desperate league, especially as, as we head into this uh, draft. You know, you're looking at – I mean, we're talking about all, all the, the names that are, that are hitting the, the draft cycle this year. You're talking about, you know, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones. I feel like he's sneaking into the conversation as well. So that's another one. And that's good for the Cowboys. You know, that's good for the Cowboys because the Cowboys might get an offer from one of these from one of these uh, teams to move down. You know what I mean? Whether it's mm-hmm. the Patriots, could be the Steelers, could be, uh, you know, the Colts. There's a lot of could teams that, that need a quarterback, Mike. I, I see the Steelers doing that. Yeah. Yeah, so I like him. I think you know he, you know, if you had to throw him in the mix right now, he could probably. I think he could do okay, but maybe you want to let him sit a little bit. But I think he'll be. I think he's worthy of being in the conversation as a as an early round pick. You know, whether that's you know the first, second, somewhere around there. I think you know he'll his name will be in there. So he has a big opportunity here, Mike and Devonte Smith. He is another. <laughs> guy that recently accepted the senior bowl invite as well. So that's a, that's a premier blue chip guy. And if he's going to be throwing him around here, it's going to be a long day for the secondary at the senior bowl. So (laughs) we'll see how that goes, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great one there, Mike, you know, uh, outside of, of quarterbacks, uh, who else do you like in in the senior bowl that the people should be taking a look at Mike? Justin Hilliard. Ohio State, 6'1", 231. Guys, I'm not going to give you, you know, top draft picks. I'm just going to give you some flavor to, to watch that draft stock could rise, especially during these circumstances here. 6'1", 231. I, I have him as a Sam linebacker. Um, you know, him, Van Der Esch in the middle, Jalen Smith at the weak. Um, I like his sideline to sideline range. It reminds me from a Penn State guy named Sean Lee, his his knack for the football, his physicalness, his traits to get sideline to sideline. I really like Justin Hillard. I I, I do. And uh, when you when you put on Ohio State film, I I see forty seven all over the freaking field. You give me heart. You give me all over the field. You give me secure sh- sh- uh, tackle. This guy had thirty three tackles for loss. 20 solo tackles. Okay. That's that to me, that can translate to the NFL for prime success. We would have a three headed monster linebacker attack with Justin Hilliard, Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, Joe. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great uh, prospect to look at guys. You know, I like what Ohio state does with their program, especially defensively. These guys continue to churn out, you know, D linemen, uh, linebackers, defensive backs, safeties, cornerbacks. So these guys typically come into the league ready to go right out the gate. So this is a guy I'm going to be looking at as well. Um, Justin Hilliard, guys, make sure you check him out at the Senior Bowl, and that is at the end of January. So make sure you check that player out there. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's interesting because my uh, a linebacker I'm looking at as well, Mike, is also from uh, Ohio State, the Ohio State, and um, that's going to be this man right here, Baron Browning, okay? I love this guy. 
and he really popped off in, in the national championship. And that's what you want. You want to see these guys shine with the biggest lights. You know what I mean? We always see some some players don't handle the bright lights well. You know, and I think this was a marquee test for some of these players when the bright lights came on. And for me, uh, linebacker Baron Browning, I think he shined. Uh, I think he did really well. He had a really good season, really versatile, can play all three, um, you know, linebacker positions. So that's something that definitely the Cowboys could really, you know, bode well. It bode well for the defense, you know what I mean? And we need more of these seek and strike linebackers. And that's what Baron uh browning is you know he's he's not he's not gonna uh react he's going to attack you know what i mean he's not reactive he he's more aggressive and and will attack so we'll see how the coaching staff you know would would uh utilize his skill set but i I love what he brings to the table man and if the cowboys they want to throw in some different looks he can you know he can play sam as well he can be your sam linebacker and nickel if you want him to do that uh, but, Mike, I think what both of us are really looking at is we need another linebacker in, in this uh, rotation, right? Absolutely. Sean, Sean Lee preferred him to retire. Uh, you know, we, like we, we've said all along, we have a lot of one-year one contract guys, expiring contracts. So we're going to need to get somebody. I don't know if we pick up somebody low-key, a cheap linebacker like they probably will do. Uh, but – you you have to feel that they're going to draft a linebacker somewhere in this draft class, Mike. What what does everybody in the chat box think about the Cowboys linebacking core right now? Do we need to use a draft pick on on the linebacker? Let us know in the in the comments and in the chat box, Mike. What do you think about about this right here, Mike? No, I'm I'm glad we're both looking at some type of linebacker um, thing. I mean, and uh, you know. Justin Hilliard, he, he he's pretty versatile. He's played all three positions at Ohio State. Um, you know, he was there a long time playing playing ball. I I, I, just, I just like the way he reads, reacts. Um, and uh, someone said we need somebody to stuff holes, be physical. That's what Justin Hilliard can give you. I sound like his attorney up here saying, but <laughs> all I'm doing is saying watch him at the Senior Bowl. I just like him. I, I like him and. Uh, uh, it's not surprising we're both looking at linebacker after quarterback. Um, Not saying quarterback's a need, but just linebacker's definitely a need, and I'm not surprised we're both looking at it. Yeah, and and, and it could could very well go early, you know what I mean? Um, And and it it doesn't have to be these guys that we're talking about. These guys that we're talking about can go anywhere in the draft. Yeah, Yeah. we're not really saying this is our first-round pick. We're just giving, you know, you guys some names to – to take a look at as, as the game gets closer and the practices, you know, the, the NFL network does a pretty good job of televising the practices. Although last year they were on a delay, like they did a recap. They didn't do it live. Like they did the, the previous season. So let's hope the NFL network gets it corrected this year, because last year the coverage of the practices was, was subpar. You know, they, they did the recap show and you didn't see all the stuff. You didn't see a lot of it. So, Let's hope the NFL Network gets that corrected this year uh, with that. Mike, who's another player that you want everybody to take a look at for the Senior Bowl? Absolutely. I'm going with Royce Newman out of Ole Miss, 6'6", or 6'6", 6'5", depending on where you research your stuff at, 305 pounds. Uh, I like him at left guard, Joe. He can play all five positions on the offensive line. Uh, Definitely keep an eye out for Royce Newman, guys. Uh, guy, Guy is a bully on the field. Uh, I can see him easily replacing Connor Williams if the Cowboys draft him. Um, Roy Rice, uh, Roy, Roy, Royce Newman is my guy to, that I'm watching on the offensive line side of the ball. I want to see this guy's footwork, his technique, his hands. Uh, d- does he let his big frame get the best of him? Does he lean too much? Does he? How? What does he do uh, in, in, in those tight battles? Um, I, I want to see if this guy can stay upright during the senior bowl. Yeah, and you make a great point, Mike. When you first, you know, started talking about Royce Newman, you said, depending on what site you go to, and this is part of the the issue with the scouting combine being canceled with the measurements. You know, uh, what what are the true measurements going to be? And I think this is what you know uh, a coach like Dan Quinn is is going to really need to lean on the scouts. You know, as far as my requirements are six foot and above for DBs. That's it. I want long arms, 
33 and, and or whatever for my DBs, you know, 32 and a half, whatever. So, you know, whenever we're looking at these players, if you go to, you know, the Reese's Senior Bowl, you might see a different, uh, you know, profile than you will ESPN or even from their collegiate website from Ole Miss. Right, Mike? So yeah. this is a that, that that just gave me a, a quick reminder. Um, but, yeah, man, you're right. You got to look at these guys, how they look. In, in the senior bowl, how, how are they going to hold up? You know, and there is some pressure on these guys because they are co- they're going to be coached up by the Carolina Panthers and the other staff is who's the other staff? Is it Jacksonville? I think um, so. So how do they how do they handle the coaching? So there's a lot to, to evaluate in this. So definitely keep an eye out on Royce Newman. You know, Cowboys, you can never have enough offensive linemen. We saw what happened to us this off this past season. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Lyman definitely is something that, that you want to take a look at. Um, sticking with Lyman, I'm also looking at offensive Lyman here as well. And and I'm talking about my boy right here. I, I cannot go this process without talking about my boy, Liam Eichenberg. Um, just a beast of beasts, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, 6'6", you know, 302 pounds, zero sacks in 2019, three sacks. In 2018, he's a three-year starter. You know, we, we talk about the senior bowl bump, Mike. You talk about it. Who had a senior bowl bump coming out of Notre Dame? Wasn't even a first-round consideration until he showed up in Mobile, Alabama. Who was that guy? Zach mm. Martin. So th- this is prime time for Liam Eikenberg. Right now, he's being mocked in the second round. This is the type of candidate that you could see stone guys left and right, you know, uh, and, and, and get his draft stock elevated into the first round. And he is one of the top offensive tackles coming out of this draft class. He, his pass blocking is, 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 is pretty good. It's elite. It's up in the, you know, almost 90 percentile, which is uh, pretty good. Run blocking is, is good as well. You know, um, <clears throat> obviously probably not as athletic as like a Tyron Smith, but who is? You know what I mean? So, but if you're looking to upgrade or look at something long-term, someone that's going to stick with you for 10 years, Liam Eikenberg, guys, keep an eye on him. I have a feeling he's going to have that senior bowl bump and the name will, will be in more mock drafts. More people will be talking about him. But you heard it here first from us, Liam Eikenberg. Keep an eye on him, Mike. It's crazy. Guys, let me tell you all something. Yes, we had linebackers. Yes, we had offensive linemen. This was not – this isn't script. This isn't rigged. This is a need that Joe and I see for this football team. He said, Mike – he told me at work, I, what, it was like 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I think. He said, get some players, do your homework, uh, to get some players that you want to look at positions who who will be a good fit for the Cowboys. All right, we're going same position group. Might not be the same players because I mean there's a wide range of players to you know to to even talk about. But we're going the same position, guys. That's what you get right here on the Frisco Report. Yeah, yeah. Just giving you guys great players here to really to really keep an eye on. You know, there's there's always that bump. And Aaron Donald is part of that bump as well. I remember when the mock drafts were very first coming on here before the senior bowl. Oh, Aaron Donald, late 20s. Let's, you know, you 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 can trade down and get Aaron Donald. And then the senior bowl comes up. He mauls people left and right. Um, you know, even Zach Martin had some problems. You know, they they both came out. They had a both of these guys had that senior bowl bump. Yeah, Aaron Donald went up good. And Zach Martin. So you, you will see that some there's going to be a, a few players coming out of this senior bowl that they're going to get the senior bowl bump. You know what I mean? And um, I think you have a good one, uh, Mike. Uh, who who is your your next player that you want you want to talk about? Tyson Campbell out of Georgia, 6'2", 185, Guys, I see a lot of Trayvon Diggs in this guy. I see a lot of fight. I see a lot of dog, just like I did. See, in Justin Hillard, this guy right here, we, yes, we, we want to talk about the top names, right? Sertain and Farley and all these guys. But let me tell you something. Don't miss out on watching Tyson Campbell out of Georgia, guys. The guy's feisty. He, mm-hmm. he, he could play slot. He could play outside. He's better outside. Dan Quinn's going to be running a cover three scheme. This guy does great in coverage. Um, 
Oh, he does okay in man. Um, he, he turns his head, looks for the football. I'll be crazy if I, I see a corner do that. But uh, <laughs> but this guy right here, Tyson Campbell, yes, the the the, the you know the high names are, are fantastic, right? But here here's my thing. There was two cornerbacks at LSU. There was Patrick Peterson and there was Morris Claiborne. They 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 they, they played side by side by LSU. Patrick Peterson goes to the Cardinals. Cowboys trade up. Go get Morris Claiborne. One of the two flunked. It was Morris Claiborne. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not saying Sertain's going to flunk, but I'm saying it's good that they come out of the same schools, all that good stuff. But don't let the gold be fool's gold, guys. Don't let the top names fool you. Don't let the wool cover your eyes. Give, give these other guys chances. Tyson Campbell is the guy I'm going to give a chance to. 6'2", 185 pounds. He is a dog, Joe. Yeah, Tyson Campbell, man. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, it, what what he can do. Um, uh, draft time saying that he's not sure that they that he accepted the the combine invite. So we'll, we'll need to verify that. But he did. You know, he was an invite. We'll see. I know I saw him officially on the list there. So we'll we'll see about that. But regardless, this is a player that you want to keep an eye on. Um, top five PFF coming out in the draft, you know, right there with, with a lot of the players that we're talking about, Sertan, uh, Farley, uh, J.C. Horn, and, and Tyson Campbell's right there with them, 6'2", right, like you said. So th- this would be a perfect type of, you know, player for uh, Dan Quinn and what they want to do, you know, as far as size and and uh, pedigree coming out of the SEC, Georgia. You know, they, typically they're coached up pretty well as well so I, I like that i like that uh, that pick there uh very much mike that, that's a good one but uh, let us let guys let us know in the chat box and in the comments what do you think about tyson campbell if you're a georgia fan bulldog fan let us know what you like about his game and and how he would fit into the cowboys but you know i, I feel like he would, it would be a really good pick here for us so We'll see what they do there with that. Nevertheless, you know, DBs, I think the Cowboys are going to come out of this with some uh, some more DBs, Mike. You know, we're talking about our DB apocalypse. You know, who do they bring back? You know, X Woods, uh, Jordan Lewis, and Cheeto Owuze. Who do they bring back, if any? If not, we're in business for cornerback, Mike. Absolutely. We, ha- we definitely are. And uh, I-, I think they'll bring one back just for depth reasons. CJ Goodwin. You know, he, that guy, yeah. um, he, he's a corner, but he's a special team ace. He's a free agent. Um, M- Maurice Kennedy, he opted out. He can come back and play. That will be your C.J. Goodwin prototype there that you could replace him with. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do in free agency with the with the other corners. Yeah, that's a good point, Mike. Uh, yeah, C.J. Goodwin, I think, gives them a lot more, uh, you know, pop on the roster because he does play special teams and – and uh, we saw how how he did, you know, towards the end of the season, uh, really showed up good on film. So, uh, you know, yeah, I agree, though. I think they will try to at least keep one of these guys around. I don't know who it'll be. I definitely don't think it'll be Xavier Woods. I would be shocked if it's Xavier Woods. I would be so mad if it's Xavier Woods. <laughs> that, was my, that was my dude, man. Yeah, I think a lot of us got got hoodwinked on that because he had so much potential coming out of Louisiana Tech, and uh, you know it just never happened. I think he hit his ceiling to very quick. You know, you, you talk about you know talk about the draft. You know, the what is the draft floor for this player? Do they have a high ceiling? You know, you hear these kinds of talks, and for Xavier Woods, the ceiling was low. We're finding that out now. He hit he hit it really quick, and there was nowhere else to go. He couldn't go further. He wasn't going to get better, and uh, he is who he is. You know, he's Mr. 70% effort, uh, makes a play here and there, doesn't really, you know, get interceptions. So, you know, can you get better? I think you can. Like, even with a free agent, I think you can find, uh, you know, even even a, you know, one of these free agents that the Cowboys like to go after, um, you know. Bend shopping, barking shopping. Bargain bin shopping, clearance shopping. Yeah. The Cowboys, that's that's their MO. And it's probably gonna be uh what they do again, unfortunately. You know, we we want them to to get this contract with Dak 
completed. That way that opens up money for free agency. You know what I mean? I, I don't want $38 million gobbled up on a franchise tag, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Did you have another player or was that it for you? That's that's everybody I have. That's who I have for, for this video today. Mike, do you have another one? Nope, nope, nope. Tyson Campbell, man. That's my dude. I'm gonna definitely going to be keeping an eye. I think, I think he's a junior. He's not going to be at the senior bowl, but I'm going to be keeping an eye out on him throughout this offseason period before the draft. Okay, so, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on all these players as we head closer to, you know, the Senior Bowl and the NFL draft, obviously. So, um, great, great work. I appreciate everybody's comments in the chat box. Got a little – got good stuff here. Got a couple people talking about free agency, Um, you know. But – that's where we're at, guys. I think you know what we're gonna do is next week we'll hit up we'll hit it up again. If there's any prospects at the senior bowl that you want us to to study and uh, to follow up for the next video, we'll take a look. Just put them in the comments, put them in the chat box. Mike and I will will take a, a deeper dive. If you have any other you know players in the senior bowl that you want to talk about next week, make sure you you know type that down below and, and we'll we'll do our best to uh, to touch on them as we talk about this again next week guys but uh we do appreciate you make sure you guys hit like subscribe on share it really does help out the channel you guys knocked it out the park last week and, and again this week we see you in here as well uh we can't do this without you so appreciate all the questions all the comments from you guys it's draft season baby it's draft season we're here for it. you guys are here for it that's why you're here and, and i feel like the fans that are that are watching the draft coverage the, this is the this is the true I don't want to say more true, but this is your hardcore fan because you know you're 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 here watching the draft stuff. You want to know how this team can get better, so you're here for it. You know what I mean? So, shout out, salute to all you guys checking it out. Uh, no, we did we definitely didn't forget about Leatherwood, but we'll definitely that's somebody that we can talk about. But we do appreciate that. You know, guys, put put who you guys want us to take a look at. Um, you know, for the next uh, video, which will be next Tuesday, we'll do another dive on the Reese's Senior Bowl, baby. You know how we rock and roll here. Mike, do you have anything else before we head out tonight? No, guys. We're at, we, we're, well, if you're leaving, hit like before you leave, guys. We're, we're at 33 likes. Let's get to 36. All we need is three likes. Let's give us three likes right here. Let's get to 36. If we don't like it, I get fired, guys. So <laughs> hit that like button. But, no, uh, underscore Cowboys Corner right here on, on Twitter, guys. Joe has it right underneath me. Uh, Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, guys. You know, Give me a follow. I'll follow back. Let's talk football. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Mike. Great co-host as well. And I can't wait to follow up next Tuesday for this, guys. Make sure you hit us up next Tuesday, and we will hit it up again. Full speed ahead. Senior Bowl coverage. Shout out to all you guys. Continue to like, subscribe, and share. And we'll see you for the next one, guys. Peace out.